life of our pastor. By now, we shouldn't get to that point. So, Jeremiah 18, 1 to 6. And as workers, I think one of the benchmark of being a worker, especially in the redeemed Christian of God, is discipline. Is discipline. Jeremiah 18, from verses 1 to 6. Let's read together, 1, 2, go. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Verse 3. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was mad in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Verse 5. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? Says the Lord, look as the clay is in the, hands, in the potter's hand. So are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Just leave this scripture on the screen. The Lord is asking a question. He's asking us a question this morning. Can I do with you as a clay in the hand of the potter? I've never seen or heard of situations where the clay argues with the potter. I've never seen a situation where, so that's just what God is trying to say to us. Stop arguing with me. Stop trying to have things your way. Surrender totally to me so that I can use you, so I can make the finest and the most glorious things out of your life. So our relationship with God takes various shapes and has several dimensions. For example, Psalms 103 tells us that he is our shepherd and we are the sheep of his pasture. Psalms 100, 100 verse 3 says that we are his shepherd and we are the sheep of his pasture. John chapter 15 and verse 5, John 15 and verse 5 describes God as divine and us as the branches. And if we look at our text, our text tells us that our relationship with God can also be likened to that of the potter and the clay. So, complete power over us, that's one of the qualities of the potter over the clay. Complete power over us. Being called clay should remind us that we are nothing of ourselves. Number two, being referred to as clay should remind us that we are nothing of ourselves. And that it is our relationship with God that causes our lives to have true value. Number three, it's our relationship with God 
that causes our lives to have true value. So today we'll be looking at various dimensions of the relationship between the potter and the clay. So number one this morning we'll be looking at predestination. Predestination, Romans chapter 8, 28 to 29. Romans chapter 8, 28 to 29. The Bible says that, Romans chapter 8, 28 to 29. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Predestination. In other words, before the potter starts working on the clay, before the potter starts working on the clay, he already has a mental picture of what he wants the clay to become. Predestination. So before the potter starts to work on the clay, he already has a mental picture of what he wants the clay to become. Whether it is a vessel, it is a cup, it is a pot, it is anything. He already has a mental picture of what he wants the clay to become. And he wants us to conform to the exact image of his son, Jesus he wants us to conform to the exact, not something similar, but the exact image of his son, Jesus. So number two, after predestination is submission. Submission. Romans chapter 9, 20 to 21. Romans chapter 9, from verses 20 to 21. Submission. Submission. The Bible tells us, but indeed, O oh man, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, why have you made me like this? 21. Does not the potter have power over the clay from the same lump to make one vessel for honor? And another unto dishonor. Submission. It is the duty of the clay not to argue with the potter. It is the duty of the clay not to argue with the potter. But to simply submit to his will. Trusting that the potter knows best. And that the potter as a glorious picture for it. If you look at Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. is a very popular scripture. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So if you ever hear me say, God is the only one who cannot mismanage my life, this is the scripture I saw that made me believe so strongly that God remains the only one who cannot mismanage my life. 
and yours as well. So, and if you look at Romans 8.30, Romans chapter 8 and verse 30, Romans chapter 8 and verse 30, still talking on submission, Romans chapter 8 and verse 30, moreover, whom he predestined, this he also called, whom he called, this he also justified, and whom he justified, this he also glorified. So this is particularly important because the molding process is usually not a comfortable one. The molding process is usually not a comfortable process. And it's a process that requires humility on the part of the clay. Must humble yourself before God. Must humble yourself before the people God has placed over you. You must humble yourself before the work of God. You must. Like I say to people very often, I may feel very uncomfortable picking up my phone to ask people for personal financial help. But when it comes to the work of God, I can speak to anyone and I, I, the best anyone will say to me is a no. Do you get what I'm saying? You must humble yourself before God, humble yourself before the work, humble yourself before the people that God has placed over you. Number three is perfection. 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 Jeremiah 18 verse 4. Perfection. Jeremiah 18 verse 4. A part of the text we read. Jeremiah 18 verse 4. Get ready for Matthew 5 48. And the vessel that he made of clay was mad in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel. As it seemed good to the potter to make. Our God is a perfectionist. So this scripture is talking about the first you know, vessel he made was mad. He had to dismantle it. And made it again until he ensured that it was good. So there's quality control with God. He wants to make sure everything is perfect. Not near perfect, but perfect. So, and then if we serve this God, we must be perfect as our Heavenly Father. Or we must strive towards perfection as our Heavenly Father is also perfect. Matthew 5.48. Matthew 5.48. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. You want to quickly talk to God this morning? Father, I receive the grace for perfection in everything I do. I receive the grace for perfection. I receive the grace. I receive the Breathe on me this morning, the spirit of perfection. In Jesus' powerful name, we have prayed. So God is a perfectionist. And any deviation from the image of his son would not be tolerated in our lives. It would, be, it would patiently work on a mad vessel. Patiently. Until he gets the image he wants. 
If you look at Galatians 4 verse 19, Galatians 4 verse 19, God does not compromise his standards. He doesn't compromise his standards. My little children, for whom I labor in, birth again until Christ is what? Formed in you. Until Christ is formed in you. And number four, molding comes before glorification. Molding comes before glorification. Romans 8, 17 to 18. Molding comes before glorification. If you look at standard practice in the world today, actually multinational companies, no matter the degree you are bringing with, once you get a job with them, they still do an in-house training for you in line with the culture and standard practice of the organization. In line with the culture and standard practice of the organization. They still carry out a training. Most times, the training process might require that you delete completely some of the mindset you are coming with, some of the things you have known for years to be what it is. And to be honest, one of the most difficult things to do is to throw away something you have held on to, believed in for years. Especially if that thing has actually worked for you over time. But in line with the new role, you may need to brush all those things aside and do things the way the organization wants you to do things. Romans 8, 17 to 18. The Bible says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. You know, God wants to use us mightily. And if you look at Isaiah chapter 41, verse 15, it tells us that God wants to make us mighty instruments. You know, the use of the word make, when God uses the word make, it tells us that there is a process that we must follow. There's a process that we must follow before we can be used mightily by him. Too many Christians want to be used by God without going through the molding process. Too many Christians want to be used by God without going through the molding process. Someone came to me the other day and said to me, PJ, you look so difficult from far. And you know, I just discovered that you are just so forgiving. You don't even... And I said to the person, it's not like I got there in one day, I can be very atomic too. But, it's not going to help me 
I must develop capacity to forgive people ahead in advance. I must develop capacity to forgive people in advance. And I must also kill that urge in me to do fire for fire. This one did this, I must... Mm. That's not Christ-like. It's not found anywhere in the Bible. And too many Christians want to be used by God without going through the process. There's a molding process that God wants to take us through before we can be used by him. It is through this process that our character, that our weaknesses and hidden sins are exposed. When you go through those processes, our character weaknesses, our character flaws will be exposed. And God is not exposing them because he wants to embarrass us. He wants to expose them to us so that we can work on it and he can release the grace to overcome some of these character weaknesses. For what is my character weakness might be different from what is yours. Some of us just talk too much. And some of us love to, maybe that may be your weakness. Some of us love to spread bad news. Like wildfire. Have you heard this? Have you heard that? Have you heard this? Have you heard that? Until you turn the entire place upside down. Sometimes, when you see something, first understand why out of everybody in the place, why you are the one who saw that, who is saying that thing. Then act accordingly afterwards. What you are seeing might not even be the real picture. So before you spread things, be careful. And it is really our character weaknesses are exposed and are dealt with. Because this process involves the crucifixion of the flesh and our old man. Involve the crucifixion of the flesh and our old man. If you look at Galatians 2.20, you'll find it there. It is this molding process that we get set apart for the master's use. This is the most, one of the most important process in our journey as Christians, in our journey as workers. The picture God showed me once and ever since, I hardly take offenses anymore. God showed me a stone and said, put water on the stone. You know, it's so funny that when you put water on a stone, keep pouring water on a stone, a big stone, the water doesn't stay. It almost dries off immediately. He said, that's how I want you to be. You don't have space, capacity to retain uh, uh, offense, to keep offenses. The water represents insults, represents whatever, anything, disrespect. But it mustn't stay for a minute. 
So it is in this molding process that we get set apart for the master's use. It is not just enough to be born again. You need to be sacrificed. Your opinions need to be sacrificed. Your emotions need to be sacrificed. Your temper needs to be sacrificed. Everything about you needs to be sacrificed. The time is getting closer, so I can use this example. One person I know in this church. That, of course, I've never slapped him before, but I'm sure if I slap him, he will just um, he will share his opinion. And he would almost just move on. I've never seen or met someone who believed in me like that gentleman. If it is about the fight that we fight, disagreement, I don't agree with him in something certain places. So. But if it's about how many times we don't agree on issues, and he will just always tell me something that, PJ, if it is you who is saying this, I'm not trained to argue with whatever. I just know you know what you are doing. If you look to your left, you see him, one yellow man, sitting beside his wife. I've had encounters that I've almost thought he won't come to church on Sunday. And he shows up. Must get to that, process, that stage. Do you know who I am? Ha! In today's age, it is not enough. You need to be sanctified. Once the vessel has been prepared, that is sanctified. I'm not sure we've even spoken about sanctification before in this church. Hopefully, we'll talk about it next week during the workers' meeting. We want to really get serious. If you patiently go through the often uncomfortable and strenuous molding process, glory will come. And I pray that glory will come for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And the next thing I want to talk about. The molding process is a continuous process. You can please open the door. Anyone can come in now. The molding process is a continuous process. First Corinthians 15 and verse 31. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 31. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 31. I just want to take 10 more minutes and I'll be out of here. 
1 Corinthians 15, 31, we must understand that this molding process is not an event. It's a continuous process. Ends on a daily basis. We must deal with ourselves. This involves dealing with our negative attitudes and thoughts. This involves dealing with our negative attitudes and thoughts. Let's turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians 15, 31. 1 Corinthians 15, 31. The Bible says, and I read, I affirm by the boasting in you, which I have in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus, our Lord, I die daily. I die daily. And any works of the flesh that remains in our lives, we must deal with negative thoughts and any works of the flesh that remains in our lives. Failure to do so can lead to the vessel being discarded like Ephraim. Hosea 4.17 The Bible says, Ephraim has joined himself with idols. Leave him alone. May our matter or case not get to that point where God says, leave him alone. That's a point of no return. That's a point of destruction. Again, the next one, the molding process requires patience and perseverance. The molding process requires patience and perseverance. Hebrews chapter 6, 13 to 15. The molding process requires patience and perseverance. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. Verse 14, saying, surely, blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. In order to get clay, dust is firstly soaked in water. After which, impurities are removed. Sequel to this, the clay is pounded with rocks, removed before the clay arrives on the potter's wheel. The wheel, the clay may not enjoy being pushed around and spinning of the potter's wheel, but it must stay on the potter's wheel for it to be molded. It is only those who stay on the potter's wheel that can end up being made into glorious vessel or vessels. If you look at Mark chapter 10, 28 to 30, Mark chapter 10, 28 
to 30. Then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, Surely I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. 30. Who shall not receive a hundredfold? Now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. You can't leave everything. You can't put in patience. You have to be patient with God and end up disappointed. He swore by himself to Abraham when there was nothing greater than him to swear with. And number seven, the vessel that is too hard to be molded ends up being broken and discarded. The vessel that is too hard to be molded end up being broken and discarded. Isaiah chapter 30, 1 to 3. Isaiah chapter 30, 1 to 3. The vessel that is too hard to be molded end up being broken and discarded. Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, who take counsel, but not of me, and who devise plans, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin, who walk to go down to Egypt, and have not asked my advice, to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh, and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Verse 3, Therefore the strength of Pharaoh shall be their shame, and trust in the shadow of Egypt shall be their humiliation. Verse 14, And he shall break it like the breaking of the potter's vessel, which is broken in pieces. He shall not spare, so there shall not be found amongst it fragments, a shard to take fire from the, from the, from the heart, or to take water from the cistern. Father, let's talk to God this morning. Help me not to be discarded. Help me not to be discarded. I promise to surrender everything to you. I don't want to be discarded. I don't want to be replaced. As I surrender everything to you, my service, my life, Everything about me, sweet Holy Spirit, please make it easy for me. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In the next two minutes, I'll quickly talk about brokenness. After creating the vessel and pouring out his spirit into it, God expects the vessel to not just be a container 
and a carrier of his glory. But to also be willing and able to pour out that which it has received into the life of others. Matthew chapter 10, 6 to 8. Matthew chapter 10, 6 to 8. Matthew 10, 6 to 8. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, 7. And as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, verse 8. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely you should give. God may break the vessel so that he can release the goodness that he contains. For example, the body of Jesus was broken so that the, by the, so that the blood by which we are saved could be freely poured out. John 19, 34. A lot of us need to be broken until the alabaster box was broken. The sweet perfume it contained was retained. If you look at Mark, you can find that story in Mark 14, verse 3. We all have something wonderful within that we need to release and freely give to the world. To this end, our flesh needs to be broken so that what God has deposited inside us can be released without inhibition. We then be able to say like David said in Psalm 22 and verse 14, I am poured out like water. And as I conclude this morning, you have been predestined to be a glorious vessel. Are you willing to submit to the molding process? Let's bow down our heads as we pray. Ask God to help you to submit willingly to the molding process. Ask God for the grace to be patient and to persevere. Ask God to help you submit willingly to the molding process. Ask God for the grace to be patient and to persevere. Go ahead and talk to him. Very important as workers in the vineyard of God. Father, help me to submit willingly to the molding process. I know it may not be very comfortable. It may not be convenient. But help me to submit to the molding process, oh God. And Lord, I ask for grace to be patient and to persevere. In the place of serving you, in the place of my service, my worship, in the place of my relationship with you. Thank you, Father. Let us pray for today's service. Let's ask that the Lord will have his way. Let's ask that he will do what only him can do. 
Let's ask that the Lord will make it impossible for anyone to come here today and live the same way they have come. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you for your time. God bless you.